0: This is the Head-On Collision Podcast.
1: Hey guys, do you ever feel like you're going through the same cycle and you don't have a control on the outlook throughout your day? Well, today we talk about two major components of mindset that could benefit you every day.
0: We talked about growth mindset, fixed mindset, and how your habit loop might control your whole outlook on the day and how to break out of the bad routine. Do you have a growth or a fixed mindset?
1: I definitely have a growth mindset. We did a little bit of talking on that earlier today, and um, that's one of the biggest things that I kind of that I would incorporate with it for myself at least is you know whenever something happens for myself, I always try to strive to get better. I I am the first to realize you know hey I did make a mistake or I did um, did something that I could have done better another way, and I instantly try to figure out what I could be doing to make it um, you know work out better for myself in the future. And just to grow on whatever did happen.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, like, the difference between the two mindsets that were made very popular by Carol Dweck, her book, Mindset, is an awesome book. Definitely recommend everyone go read it in depth because there's no way in this next hour we're going to be able to cover everything. We're just going to take off the top layer and give you guys a little understanding of what a growth and a fixed mindset is. So... With that being said, let's start with a fixed mindset, which, unfortunately, I feel like that's most people. And a fixed mindset is where they believe either you're gifted or you're not, or it's like it's going to happen for you or it's not. They think it's out of their control. So when something doesn't go their way, they will not do any work to improve it. They If it was meant to be, it will be type thing. And they try to wash their hands of any responsi- self-responsibility. Where... A growth mindset believes that, I mean, talent's nice, but you are in control of what you get out of life. So whatever you believe you can achieve, whatever you work towards, the growth mindset believes that you can achieve that. Where, again, the fixed mindset believes it's in your genes or it was destined for you or it's never going to happen. They don't believe they have any control Over their situation. So these are always the people that blame others, blame others, or like try to push off responsibility to someone or something else. Instead of, like me and you, I beat myself up after something goes wrong because I want to fix it now.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I want to
0: rewind time and fix it before I fucked it up the first time.
1: Exactly, definitely. (laughs) It's a lot of self-accountability too. Like it's having that mentality and having that, you know... Like I said, when something goes wrong, it's like almost immediate self-blame. It's kind of like, you know, well, what did I do wrong? You know, how can I fix this? What can I do better? Um, And just that one question right there that I said, what can I do better? Is like literally the difference between having a a fixed and a growth mindset. So that is what, what I instantly almost shoot into every single time something happens.
0: So Tom Bilyeu and his Impact Theory podcast, legitimately one of the best podcasts out there. It's funny because some people can't stand his voice, like my brother. Gotcha. He puts out like, <laughs> great content, but we all have that like voice, that pitch. Oh yeah, for sure. it's just hard to listen to. Which his voice is fine for me. Like he's good at speech. It's always been. He said he had early wins in speech. He was always good at mm-hmm. uh, speaking. But he goes into this all the time because like he's building a whole. He's trying to rival Disney and create content that's gonna install. Growth mindsets in the people instead of um, all like he's basically trying to change this at a global level in the future with content. So there was a lot of the movies and stuff growing up. Like some of them had good things behind them, but obviously some of the movies like had shitty concepts behind them. Yeah. So he's trying to make content with comic books children's movies, everything, to install growth mindsets into people and show them that you can achieve anything you believe and work towards. But uh, one of his – he has a whole clothing line. One of my favorite shirts of his is – you've seen my Everything's Your Fault shirt. Yep. That's his shirt. So that's right in line with this. Like, take self-responsibility and then work to fix it. Yeah, for sure. people have always almost, like, said – We'll be talking about something or I'll be, like, fighting with an ex or something and I'll be taking blame. They're like, everything's not your fault. So, like, it was, like, a counter-argument. Yeah. Because, like, I, I'm i like, no, if i had done this better, you wouldn't have done the stupid thing you did. Exactly. So, like, they're like, you can't always take 100% responsibility. And they, like, go into, like, why they messed up. I'm like, no. Like, I could have done something better that would have prevented you from making whatever dumb decision you did. Like, yeah, exactly. So, like, it was funny because it would be something consistently that people almost try to argue against everything being my fault
1: yeah and this stuff happens on an everyday basis whether it be with like what you said with the relationships a big thing but just like little things that happen you know little things that you you know some sometimes you can control sometimes you can't control um but this happens through each of our heads whether you're a fix or a growth mindset you instantly like i said you go to you know what could i have done better or you turn into um you know somebody who's just automatically puts up a wall and finds a way to not necessarily well I guess you know for a lack of a better term blame something or somebody else for the reason why they did something negatively
0: exactly which I mean this concept such an important topic for people because until you like hear the terminology nobody has words to put onto it so the, why Carol Dewey's book got so popular so fast is because now people have words to put on a behavior that a lot of uh, successful people were already aware of so now it's just something that's a lot more mainstream a lot more people are getting to understand why some people get ahead and why some people don't oh yeah you're never going to get ahead blaming other people for why something didn't work out for you
1: exactly or like i said putting up a wall it's like literally if if you don't want to get better at something that you know you can very well like control or help yourself out just a little bit even the things you can't control, like I said, being able to help yourself out or at least come up with reasons that ways you could have done some come gone to something at a different approach or a different angle is just that's setting you up for success and in, in any kind of situation because you never stop learning and you never stop growing.
0: Yeah, one of the biggest things about a growth in a fixed mindset fixed mindset people will not put them in a situation. Where they could be wrong or could look stupid, so right here I'm reading because we're going through like little summary notes, and it talks about uh, em- a big difference with employees. Um, fixed mindset will spend their time not trying to overreach or overstep or get into new territory because they don't want to feel stupid. They w- want to feel significant that they mm-hmm. are good at what. With- <clears throat> they're good at naturally, whatever the case is, and they don't want to go into something else where they might not be as good because they don't feel like they can change it. Where growth mindset people, they'll push to be, like, ask questions. They'll push to get into new situations where they can learn more and learn more. So that's one of the bigger discrepancies between the two as well is going to be fixed mindset won't get into new territories because they don't want to feel like they don't know something because they, don't believe they aren't an
1: expert. They don't. They don't yep. want to be at the bottom of the totem pole again.
0: Yep. And growth mindset people, they'll be the ones asking questions. They'll be the yeah. ones like getting into new territory where they don't know something, but since they believe they can learn and achieve, they're gonna exactly like they're fine going into new territories.
1: Definitely. And that's like those two things right there. Definitely. When you say those, like for myself, they stick out immediately because doing especially like asking questions and like trying to get help like through every position i've ever had whether it be through sales through mechanic through personal training like i was constantly like always bugging people like and i was seriously bugging people like to the point i was like hey what's better this or this like constantly trying to grow and then again when you talk about you know people with a fixed mindset never want to start something new that's very right because i mean starting something new is 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 scary sometimes and it's very very hard for a lot of people because they don't want to be at the bottom of the totem pole and they don't want to feel like they're helpless for lack of a better term or you know feel like they have no like no ground to like they're at the bottom so that's something for myself like I start whenever I find something I like to do like <clears throat> one of the newest things for myself well one of the newest things for both of us here is this podcast i mean that's just A testament of its own that shows, you know, that we're going to start something new and we're going to keep continually doing something to fix it and make it grow. But another thing is that, especially for myself, like one of the newest hobbies I've started is like photography. And like I jumped into this knowing that I probably will never take any classes. I'm going to be self-taught. I'm going to have to ask for a bunch of help. And, like, I'll be at the bottom. Like, (laughs) my stuff's going to be pretty crappy for a while. But that's, like, that's literally who I am. If I find something, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's super cool. I want to get into that. I don't care if if I suck. Literally, I don't care if I suck. I understand that, you know. If anybody starts anything new, there's going to be a period where they suck. But then all of a sudden one day it's just going to take off for them. So that's, like I said, what the, for both of us, the podcast is something huge. But then like just for myself, like the photography has been definitely a, a, a growth uh, mindset state for myself. Just starting something new and trying to grow in it as well. But It's funny because
0: growth mindset is something that had, I don't know. If I want to say, it, sometimes can come off cocky, but like when I'd be leaving, or like somebody would be like, "Oh, I hate this job, hate that, whatever," but they won't leave because they're they're scared they won't know something or know how to fix it or know how to improve. And I'm like, it's a decision. Like at the end of the day, like you make the decision to stay, so it's your fault that you're not yeah, happy.
1: Exactly, and it's and it's yeah, I and those like. <laughs> You're very straightforward with it too. Rather, I'm kind of like bottled up. I don't really like to like. <laughs> you have no problem being like, dude. Why don't you just fucking quit it? <laughs> but yeah, no. So that's a, and that's exactly right. I mean, I'm a huge follower of like Gary B online, Gary Vaynerchuk, and it's just uh, his the stuff that he publishes, especially in this day and age for you know people our age, dude, like millennials like that stuff really hits home like big time he calls people out and he has no problem doing it and he literally says you know if you don't like your job quit like literally quit right now and like that's the thing when especially when you say you know if we have to hear people complaining about their job and complaining about what they do and you know oh well I just do this because it pays the bills and stuff like that because I literally work in my job that I just got dude I hear that all the time like people are just like well you know I just work here because it pays the bills it gives me a little bit of fun money and it's just like so you found a spot where you can sit. Like you just found a job. You can sit in it. You don't even have to try it anymore. Like,
0: it's crazy. Why I br- The whole reason I brought that up though is because back to the part where it sometimes sounds cocky. Like when I moved here, people were like, oh my God, what are you going to do? I'm like, I am not concerned about that at all. Like I can get good and provide value anywhere. Like yeah,
1: I don't. And in anything, like it doesn't matter what it is. Like You could definitely branch out. Like we said, with this mindset, you could branch out and choose anything that you wanted Mm -hmm. and decide to get good at it and and go for it. Like I said, you're going to have that phase where you're the beginner. But then after that, dude, you're going to offer immediately. You start learning information, you can offer it to other people. And that's what literally sets people that have a growth mindset apart from fixed.
0: Yep. So literally when I moved, I literally moved from Minnesota to Nebraska within about four weeks. So, the concept is I'm going to move. I'm going to move to the state. Two weeks later, we got an apartment confirmed. Two weeks later, I made the drive. Like, it was a quick turnover, and it would have been faster, but oh, I changed offices, so I moved offices that take over down here, basically. Yeah. And, uh, gotcha. Be a way to grow a team down here, because we're looking to... We're obviously going to stay in Minnesota, we're going to grow a team here, and then we're going to move into, like... Rumor has it, which the owner doesn't let me in on all the details. Yeah. But I heard we're looking to expand into another state potentially as well. Yeah. Depending on how this goes. For sure. And I think if it goes good here or bad here, we might be expanding into a different state. Gotcha. Because if it goes bad here, we're probably going to wrap it up. and
1: make, Get out of here. Yeah, for sure. Because there's no point yeah. if you
0: can't make any profits. But I don't think that's the case. Okay, I think that's we're doing good. pretty yeah, good Yeah, here. that's good. That's good. And yeah, for sure. If we do great... We have we're bringing on more reps in Minnesota that we can potentially put into a different state to grow there.
1: You thinking like a Kansas City maybe? I think the rumor has it. Oh boy! Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> You're like, I'll go. Yeah, no, that's what I man. I'm just um, and that's the same way with myself too, dude. Like being able to uproot and leave, like it is scary. I mean, it is, I mean, you know, you've done it. It's a, it's a scary thought, but dude, that's what sets people apart. Like I said, from the growth and fixed mindset, fixed mindset, they automatically know, like they just know in the back of their head, there's no way they'll ever do it. Like they'll just, they can talk about it, whatever it may be, but they're not going to do it. People with a growth mindset, like I said, yeah, it'll be scary. It'll be something that's like, do I really want to do this? But bam, once it's time to go, they're all in. It's like, yep, let's do this. We're doing it. And like, they don't have a problem with it and they don't look back. So that's one of the, one of the big things too. But just with the personal, like, with, you know, this personal stuff, especially with, with you moving back and forth, like, that just shows right there that... I mean, you lived in Minnesota most of your life, correct? Yeah, your whole like, life? I was
0: never out of a state that didn't touch Minnesota till I moved
1: here. Yeah, sure, so, and that's, like, I mean... And by yeah. touch
0: Minnesota, I mean I barely went over the border. Yeah,
1: so, like, four or five hours, or five, six hours away from where six you're at. Six hours. Six hours away, but even, even still, dude, like, this is completely... Different to you. I mean, everything's different to you. So
0: yeah, I really like now that I landed in the West Omaha Elkhorn area. I like it a lot more. Oh yeah, for sure. The first spot I moved into was a learning curve, to the Middle <laughs> East.
1: <laughs> yeah, especially and that'll be something too. Almost
0: uh, got some bullet holes
1: when you move into a when you move into a city that you don't uh, don't know really well. Even if it is a small, it's like what Omaha offers. It's still like there's still some bad spots and good spots. So, same thing with Kansas City. I mean, I know Kansas City really well, and I have a bunch of friends down there. So, if that ever happens, I know exactly where where I'd where I tell you to go.
0: <laughs> nice. so back up one second. Yeah. So, like, people always say it's scary to move, or like you made that same comment. Yeah. They're like, isn't it gonna be hard to be away from this, be away from that? Literally, that didn't cross my mind once. Yeah. That I'm like, oh, I want to move. I'm like, oh, what about this? Isn't this going to be, aren't you nervous? I'm like, about what?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: They're like, what about your family? Well, I'm like, first off, my interesting backstory, which is on my brother's Your Friend Mike podcast, where he goes through a lot of that stuff. But I moved out when I was about 14. So, like, they're like, what about family? I'm like, I associate with. My oldest brother, which is the one that got... We both got into self-improvement sales, psychology, all around the same time. Even though he's quite a bit older than me, he came back from college. He got into a sales job. And then that's when he started trying to improve. And that's when I kind of latched on. I seen somebody doing something where nobody else in my family was. So I latched on to him. I'm like, that's so much more me than my family complaining about like. Oh, it's out of my control. It's their fault, this fault, never taking responsibility. With him, I was like, dude, we can fix this. Like, we can do what we want to do. And we just, so I just latched onto him and ended up moving on and then only really associating with him. And now I associate with my dad because he's been sober 10 years now. Yeah. I think he just had 10, nine or 10 years, like, a yeah, couple weeks that's ago. That's amazing, dude. So, like, and I've told this story before, too. Like, Even when he was on all the drugs and everything, like, we'd be homeless with my mom, all this stuff. We'd be taken from the county. But no matter what, when we were on the line, nothing else got in the way for my dad. Where my mom, it was harder because, like, she couldn't pass enough drug tests to get us back. For sure. So, like, I'm 99% sure she lost all her parenting rights to me and my sister. So, it was just because she couldn't do what you need to do to get us back which my dad would and then obviously as soon as he had his back he'd go back to his ways yeah or his old ways now it's hard to even say his ways yeah exactly but yeah it was crazy because even when he was at his worst doing all the drugs all this stuff like he is the most caring person I've ever seen people make the expression like I'll give the shirt off your back I've literally watched my dad give his jacket away Countless times. I've watched him give give away his last 20 bucks in his pocket. Like, literally, he's just like... Because he knew he was working, even though he might work, like, 80 hours a week. Because he'd go spend all his money and work side jobs to make sure we had a roof and food. Because we always had a roof when we were with him. And if we ever left with my mom or mom left with us when we were too young to make our decision, like we'd be in vans until she sold the van or got it taken because she, like, owed people too much money for drugs or Mm -hmm. we'd get it impounded and then we'd be, like, sleeping at parks and stuff. With my dad, like, no matter what the situation, he'd go work 80, 90 hours a week if he messed up his money with drugs or drinking. Like, so we are always taken care of. His biggest regret is, like, he was never there because either the drugs or he wasted his money so he had to go make money back to make sure we had a place to live yeah so I like, one of his biggest regrets was that he was never there even though we were taken care of and like we knew that he cared about us and he always like he fed me anything i wanted it was kind of his way of showing that I, he loved me and cared about me even though he wasn't really around as much as he wanted to be or potentially should have been yeah but it was all, it all came back to, like, he knew I love food, and this is why I got so obese, because, like, it was very rare that he didn't let me get what I want for food. Yeah, like, definitely. We'd go out to eat, and I would spend probably 50 bucks on myself at, like, Denny's. So I'd get, like, a milkshake, two steaks, like mm-hmm. or a burger and a steak. Like, he made sure I was taken care of with that. Or, like, <clears throat> he'd always give me, like, 20 bucks to run up to the store and get food because he knew I loved to eat.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So, like, that was one thing he always did. Or, like, we'd order pizza and he'd order pizzas and wings or breadsticks or whatever for the family mm-hmm. and then turn to me, TJ, what do you want? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I'd always get my own pizza I'd always get my own, like, cheese bread and yeah. two liter. like he... For sure. And that was just like, Something, so we were, my family showed up to one of his meetings when he got, I think it was like his eight year, which he was in and out of the meetings for, before since before I was born because of county stuff, but he's been sober eight years, or eight years straight at that point, and a lot, like a lot of our family that we never associate with showed up to this meeting, and then we got to this meeting that normally has probably mid-20s, low-30s people, Mm -hmm. that day, because it was on the exact day that he got his eight-year, because a lot of times you'll get the week of through different meetings, and it won't fall exactly on the day. Well, this one felt exactly on the day. It was like 150 people showed up to this room. We couldn't fit. They are going through birthdays, got through everyone that was before him, And normally, the birthdays or, like, the handing out things is only the beginning of the meeting. Then you go into all the stuff that meetings go about. And literally, we had probably 20 people share about how much of an impact my dad's made on their life. And, like, he's always had people, people from the meetings that, like, just got out of treatment centers, were homeless, lost, all this stuff. Like, there was a stretch of probably four years where my dad slept on the couch every night because he had someone from the meetings living with us in the room, rent-free, and he'd take them to work, and half the time, so he paints, half mm-hmm. the time they wouldn't even be worth paying. Like, he'd have to go back and fix most of the stuff. Yeah. And he'd pay them 10 12 bucks an hour, and this was a few years ago, so, like, just getting out of the drug scene and then jumping into a $12 an hour cash, like, Yeah. It's hard to say that's a bad setup. Oh, for sure. They'd be living with us, not paying any rent. Like, my dad always, always took care of people. And it comes back to he had his first kid when he was 16. Mm -hmm. So, like, ever since 16, he's been just grinding, taking care of people. And, like I said in that meeting, when I went up and spoke, I'm like, he's like, he showed me a lot of things, even if it was just things not to do. But one of the things I always took away from him is is like helping others. Like, he will help others beyond belief. I've literally, like I said, watched him give the jacket off his back. Mm -hmm. I've literally watched him like pull out money and he had $22 to his name and he gave 20 of it away. Like, and that he used to smoke pretty heavily. Like, he left himself with not even enough for a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. He's just like, here. Like, if they needed it more than him, which, he really doesn't do anything for himself. Like, he has his motorcycle. Mm -hmm. And we, everyone in the family kind of jokes about it. Like, if he's going to die, it's going to be on his motorcycle. Yeah. Because he is a psychopath on that thing. But that's the only time he really enjoys himself. So, I mean, we're going to lose him eventually. So, if it had to be a tragic thing. It better be on his motorcycle. Yeah, I gotcha. Because at least that way he's going to enjoy it. Oh, for sure. Because he's just... He's actually going on a big bike motorcycle ride thing. Or uh, ju- er, mid-July. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to him the other night. And his bike's kind of messing up. So one of his buddies... Or all the guys that he rides with... Uh, they're making him take one of his buddies' motorcycles. Because his... I mean, it's a good bike. It's not anything crazy expensive because he doesn't, like I said, he doesn't do anything for himself. So, like, he doesn't even have, like, a high-end motorcycle. He has yeah a 1000 Kawasaki, which is fast as shit, but it doesn't look like anything special. Yeah, it, No visor, no radio, no yeah. bare, just And apparently their last ride it was having something going wrong with, like, the electronics, so it wasn't, mm-hmm. like... Doing whatever it was supposed to. I don't ride motorcycles, so. No, you're good. <laughs> I don't know the technicals of it. But for sure. Yeah, they're literally going on like a, I think it's a seven or eight hour ride, and they're going to a Kid Rock
1: concert. Oh, wow. That'll be fun. Yeah. So
0: it was for his, his birthday was earlier this month, and then obviously Father's Day was just a few days ago, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, so it's kind of his birthday thing for, for his, all of his friends from the meeting. So they're putting him on a, a nice red Harley and driving. They're all taking him down to uh, the concert, which when we were talking, he's like, he doesn't care about the concert at all. Like, he's only going for the ride. Oh, <laughs> like,
1: yeah, for sure. That's
0: literally, I'm like, it's going to be a good experience, though, because I've heard good things about the his, like, yeah. Those
1: concerts. For sure. Definitely.
0: So I'm like, I was just talking to him. That was something I always took away from him, was helping others. And like, I don't know, my, I don't want to say my dad's in between on mindset, but like, because he doesn't believe he can achieve a lot of things, but he also like, will take blame and improve on stuff. So like, <clears throat> I think he's kind of in between, because he, he can't see big picture or big goals, but like, little things are, like, through the meetings, like, he takes responsibility for his actions before, and, like, he's fixed so many things. So, like, I feel like he's developed a growth mindset by taking more control of his outcomes because, like, he knows he's in control of his outcome. He just has those self-limiting beliefs at the top end. So, like, he doesn't ever believe, like, he could be in a situation where he doesn't worry about money at all. Like, he's just used to hard work, like, for sure, fifty years of his life, just work hard, like for yeah, physical labor, and like you pay the bills, and yeah, that's about it.
1: For sure, but it's hard to believe that you can't have, that he doesn't have a growth mindset from as many people as he's helped. To like, I don't know, very many fixed mindset people who are willing to go out of their way to do that. So,
0: yeah, it's just it's on the high end. Like he yeah. just doesn't think he can be like super prosperous for sure that makes total sense which i've talked to a lot of people as soon as i get some of my jobs built for my job that i like that i sold i already have a motorcycle picked out for them yeah so
1: yeah that'll be awesome
0: that's one of my first goals once i get these jobs actually finished up so i can collect my yeah commissions on them like i'm gonna definitely get them a new motorcycle because that's one thing that he truly enjoys and he never treats himself definitely so i've been looking at a couple of them so
1: yeah i know for sure
0: i ended up getting me a car before it but it's because to avoid that accident i freaking told my old yeah, one. yeah exactly
1: which you, I gotta, was know always, what you gotta do <laughs> i was always taught
0: like you opt for the ditch over hitting anyone so like i didn't damage anyone else's property like if, it, if you're gonna get in an accident, like avoid hitting or injuring anyone else. Oh, yeah. Avoid damaging anyone else's property. So, two cars were spinning out in front of me. I opted for the ditch, and there just happened to be a tree. <laughs>
1: yeah, right there. Yeah,
0: which, I mean, it sucked because it was after the one of, that last big snowstorm. I was coming back from Lincoln to drop off some work stuff, and come over this little hill in the the fields, like the cornfields, I come over and, like, all the wind's blown, like, snow slush across, like, probably 200 yards of the road after you come over the hill. So I come over the hill and people started spitting out, like, the two cars in front of me. They're both sliding all over the place. So I start braking and going towards the edge. But as soon as I hit that sludge, my car just hydroplaned... Yeah. ...all the way into the ditch. I'm wow. Like, I'm like, yay. <laughs> yeah, so... That was interesting, but again, like, I've seen still possibilities, like, I learned from the situation, and I just moved on. I wasn't worried, like, I wasn't going to be able to get in a vehicle, or, like, stuff wasn't going to work out. I knew, like, I'll just do whatever it takes to get it taken care of. Yeah. And I ended up getting into a nicer vehicle that I was looking to trade for anyway. So, it just worked out I guess just I actually I think at the end of the day I got more for the insurance on it than I would have for the trade
1: wow yeah well so, that's good
0: I mean that obviously wasn't the plan yeah
1: exactly but whatever works
0: <laughs> yeah it came out ahead so I didn't see it as a negative I just uh, time to do whatever I need to do to get into the right situation But with the growth and fixed mindset, we should probably touch on habit loop at some point. Yeah. So, I mean, let's just try. This is on the fly. So let's think about with a growth mindset, when you have a trigger, something that sets you off in a bad mood or something not good happens, or any trigger, any behavioral trigger, how do you think a growth mindset would respond to a negative trigger kind of like your story from work the other day, like a rough morning. Yeah. I mean, could you have done something better potentially? But like, it was just like somebody pulled out, like there was not much you could have changed about the situation with how it was going. Now you can look back and you could probably see maybe if you ask this question here or whatever, but say that was a negative trigger. How do you feel like a growth mindset? Kind of like you, how'd you respond to that?
1: Yeah, so, um, like you said, the other morning we kind of talked about it a little bit. I had a morning where, um, in sales, where I had two sales very, very close to being completely finalized. And these sales were back-to-back first thing in the day. And they both backed out, like, at the very last second. Like, had their card in my hand, ready to go, and then, bam, like, nothing Um, so, and that was the beginning of my day and it was a six hour shift that I was working. So only worked six hours that day, you know, wanted to go in, get things knocked out really quick and then go home. And, uh, to begin my day in the first hour had that happen and put you at zero on the day underneath your first hour and you only have five hours left. So I definitely got me down for sure, but I guess with the growth mindset I learned a bunch from these two like because I have since it's a newer job I've never had that happen and by just knowing how that happened I definitely like immediately knew like well if I would have been like a little bit more smooth on my transition stuff like that been a little bit more confident and maybe looked a little bit more awake those are the big three things that especially from those sales specifically that I immediately thought of that I was like I'm probably not getting these finalized because uh, I f- I feel and I look like I just got out of bed, <laughs> and I said as my, as well as everything's going, it's just I know that I'm not my usual like excited up and like you know talking and and smiling a lot. So I knew that it was kind of more of a more of a like you know all right, well if you're gonna get it, then let's get it <laughs> instead of a instead of a this is a great choice for you guys like and and being supportive and positive. So. <clears throat> And just a little bit of like I was my I was my normal self, but just a little bit of that mood tweak could have changed it big time. And having a fixed mindset, you know, especially one of the big things that people a lot of that what I see um, at my job specifically is a lot of people immediately turn to an excuse. Well, like, oh, they weren't ready or, oh, you know, they should have bought it. They were they're just they're they're stupid because they're going to go try to find it somewhere cheaper. And there isn't any more cheaper than this. So and it's just like, well. Actually, you know, my first thing is, well, maybe if you change your attitude, you could do it. Or one of the biggest things that I hear all the time from a couple of my coworkers workers um, is the mentality of, oh, if I really tried, I could beat the best salesman in here by $6,000 every day. I hear that on the daily. And, oh, you're lucky I'm not really trying because if I was really trying, you would be toast. Like, and it, it's rough. Like... And I can't make this stuff up, <laughs> but it's it's that mentality and that attitude is like, I can't explain how much that directly will correlate him to failure in the long run oh. because he's limiting himself by even saying that because he's implying that he's not going to do that today and he's not going to try today. And a lot of his days recently have been really bad. And the thing is, he's the same kind of a worker who will look at other salesman numbers, including myself, and then go talk to them about how bad of a day they're having? So one of these kids that you know, he probably just needs to get hit. <laughs> Unfortunately, I won't do that because I'm not that way, and uh, nobody else will either. But that's just that's uh that's how he is, and it's very frustrating in any kind of a sales position if anybody does that. Like. How many salesmen do you know that have gotten on top by doing those things? Zero. How many salesmen do you know that have failed their jobs and are no longer a salesman for doing those things?
0: Uh, A handful, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I can think of probably five off the top of my head that were just negative like that or like...
1: They don't stay in the position very long because like, yes, they realize at first they don't make any, they they make okay money and they're like, oh, this is great, you know, but then soon they don't have any more friends. And off the top of my head, and from what I've heard, I know several people that are like that and they make enough money to support themselves and they make the money that they want to make and they aren't, they make good sales numbers, but then everybody hates them. Because they're that way, and then they get driven out of their job. Because who wants to go to work to have all well, your coworkers hate you and have nobody you can relate to and have fun with? And you know if that sucks as it is as it is there. But um the other flip side to that is, you know, you have somebody who does that, and their sales are so terrible they aren't getting paid enough, and then they go back to a normal. Uh, a normal hourly job to where they're just pushing to get by. And they always have that fixed mindset of, you know, oh, well, it was stupid because, you know, they weren't letting me do this or I didn't do that. And that's just kind of the people you're around. And everybody knows somebody who's quick to blame something wrong for themselves. So back to that kind of fixed mindset. But talking about habit loop, I mean, there's three big phases in the habit loop. And that is, you know, a cue, a routine, or a habit and a routine. Or sorry, I said that was wrong.
0: (laughs) So it's cue or trigger and then, like you said, habit or routine. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to be...
1: The reward. reward. Yep. Yep. So, you know, a lot of the times, anything that happens in your daily life, like it happens several times in a day, you have something that, that cues you to instantly start this habit so one of the biggest things that everybody can relate to is kind of the social media thing so kind of explain like because everybody knows somebody who's always on social media posting about their problems and that's one of the biggest things to to simple simplify in this day and age what a habit loop is so kind of give an example of what that would be
0: yep so the cue or trigger is some it's going to be different for everyone so that's something you won't typically see so like when you notice somebody just they all of a sudden get in a bad mood and you don't know why. Like, they had a cue or trigger that triggered some insecurity or some mental, um, I don't want to call it, like, disease, but, like, where they get down about themselves or something like Mm -hmm. that. And then the routine for that is they go to social media and post about the problem because their friends on there or people will respond or message them. And then the reward is they get attention by posting their problems. So even though it's not necessarily good attention, now they get connection or people to talk to and they get to talk about their problems and feel like justified or whatever exactly. the case is. Like
1: somebody is there to listen. So that's like, like I said, that's the biggest thing that everyone sees is you see somebody who has relationship problems. They, even if it's simple as like a bad day at work or they just haven't talked to somebody in a long time, they instantly post something dramatic on facebook or social media or just something small too that'll get somebody somewhere to like it to comment on it or to message them and then they have that's their reward is they have somebody to talk to now and then this is what especially with the habit loop and this ties in really great to open up fixed and growth mindsets because um, people with fixed mindsets it's very hard to change it's like very very hard to change. So those are the people that you always see on there doing that crap. Now, the people with growth mindset, you know, I don't know too many. So,
0: in that the cue routine reward, which phase do we have control over?
1: So, our routine. Yep. That's the biggest thing we have control over. So, if you if you have something that happens to you um and you have this, you know, you have a routine that you go with in order to you know, follow up what that cue was, whatever happened to you, what the event was, um, that's what you can control. Everybody can control that. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, But like I was talking about, the people with fixed mindset, they very rarely will change that because they're not open to anything anything new, open to changing it up. They'll have a fixed mindset and they know that it works and they're going to keep doing it. But somebody, like I said, with a growth mindset, being able to change that is something that we can do very, very well and we do on the daily. I mean, whenever something happens and we figure out, you know, we ha- we go through our routine or our, our habit and we find out, well, that didn't really work as well as I hoped it for. And I didn't get quite the reward I was looking for. They can change it up to be kind of almost, you know, exactly how they see fit or what's going to work better. So and then another thing, too, is, like I said, these things happen daily. So one cue, which leads to, you know, a, a habit and then a reward will instantly Trigger another cue. So. Being somebody who has that closed mindset. Is just in a constant. That loop is just a constant state. And it never changes. But being in a growth mind. Having that growth mind. Is like. It will always constantly change. And you can get a different reward each time. Based on how what you want.
0: Yep. Yep, Exactly. (coughs) And. (coughs) Excuse me. (laughs) The easiest way to. Like. Talk about reward. It's. Basically, just a hormone or dopamine response in some kind of response to whether you had you got that attention or like physical touch, somebody giving you a hug, like there's real
1: yeah.
0: like hormones and uh, chemicals release during something as simple as that, or reward even people that smoke. Yeah.
1: Like,
0: technically, it's triggering positive or I don't want to say positive but it's triggering a reward system like a dopamine response. Exactly. So like people get in that bad loop and the reward is what's the addicting part because that's the that's the dopamine that's the like actually addiction. So like if you're doing bad routines that get you bad rewards but it's still something that gets you that response like it's just going to go downhill. Cause whether that's sugar, whether that's whatever, like it goes downhill. Quick. Yeah.
1: And I'm glad you brought up the sugar too. Um, and also the, you know, whether it be smoking or any kind of tobacco usage, cause that was something that I was pretty, um, big into whenever I had a rough day or a hard day, I used to chew heavily chewing tobacco. And it was something that, you know, every time I got stressed, every time I like, you know, had something happen to myself it was like well I'll put a dip in something like that you know that was just kind of my go-to I uh, kind of because it released that you know release those hormones that made me feel a little bit better so it was like cue my habit was chewing and then the reward was that you know that that good tingle the good buzz feeling that I got off of it so that was kind of my habit loop for a while um but then when I decided to quit that that was instantly and when I started changing that up big time especially in, in a good sense but and then with the the sugar too so many people especially in you know our health and fitness industry you know what we do stress eating is gigantic and everybody knows stress what stress eating is I mean everybody's gone through it to some extent I'm sure at some point in time but you know if somebody has a bad day at work or somebody has something a big emotional event happened to them the first thing that they do you know especially you know relationships is a big thing too you know we have boyfriend or girlfriend somebody they break up. And one of them immediately goes to the food really, really heavy because it triggers that release, that dopamine release in the foods that you eat, and it makes you feel better. So it's it's so crazy, but we can talk about how addicting it is.
0: Right. Yeah, it's definitely something that's super addicting. It's just, these things are such, I don't want to say simple concepts, but... Because they obviously get a lot deeper. There's a lot of science behind them. But like just being aware of these simple things can make a huge difference. Like when you don't understand the terminology of growth and fixed mindset, like it's a lot harder to control something that you don't have tangibles to like associate with. And it's the
1: same thing with everything. Obviously, if you are more educated in an area and you know what's happening to your body and yourself, like if some like obviously if somebody listens to this and they're like oh well that is right i am stress eating or i do post on facebook or social media a lot when something doesn't go my way but they're and they a lot of people don't know why they literally they're hardwired to go they're hardwired to do it and they just they don't know why they just know that they do it so being able to realize that yes you can control this and this is something being conscious of it helps you to control it way more so that's another big thing that's you know we talk about it, but if you're out there and you're somebody that does suffer from this, these things or something you want to change, it's easy to change. And it is, like you said, very complex, but when you put it on a simplified level, it can be very, very easy for you to take control over.
0: Yep, exactly. With that being said, I want to go into, we talked about this last time, but we had some audio difficulties. Yeah,
1: I had some audio difficulties, <coughs> which is actually, it's perfect for our little segment on our mindset here because when people, when you talk about having a good mindset, you know, ours going into this podcast was a little open, but we had a rough turn of events, um, for sure. There the other day, we lost half of our first podcast, which was about 25, 30 minutes worth of it. And here re-recording again and picked out the new room. Hopefully the audio is better too. Got a new in the little office here at my house. And, um, but yeah, so everything's going well, but yeah.
0: So what I wanted to start Why I brought that up, I want to talk about, like we did the first time, how do you take control of your routine after something goes bad? And then I'll go over again, how I take control of my routine after
1: A bad cue or a trigger. Yeah, for sure. So normally one of the biggest things for myself now at work, like I said, little things happen every day that trigger this cue for myself. Now, when I'm at work, the first thing I I go to, and we talked about this in the growth mindset, I think about what can I do to make myself better? And so a lot of, a little bit of it's that self-improvement, but a lot of it's me saying, you know, if something doesn't go my way or if I don't do good enough, and this has kind of been hardwired in me for a long time. I always think, well, I can do something better the next time. And I'm instantly like... You know, if something happens wrong, I'm instantly wanting to go again really quick, especially at work. You know, if I don't get a sale or if something doesn't go the way I want it to, I'm trying to find somebody else who I can improve and change, put my skills on. So the cue would be something wrong happens at work. um, And then the habit would be me going out and trying to, you know, find somebody new, find something else quickly so that I can fix it. And then the reward is, you know, once I do fix it and once something does happen for me, it, it just, that's my... feel that I've gotten better yeah Yeah. you feel
0: like you've improved exactly but
1: more on a more personal level like one of the biggest cues that I have for you know something that's very real for everybody is you know is based along the lines of depression um a lot of things cue me and I get extremely depressed on them and it's you know it's definitely a scary thing and a very real thing too but depression you know, hits me at certain times and it's weird cues that happen but things that make me bring up my past things that happen like that make me kind of relive a moment in my life that wasn't so great um, brings on the depression and I guess it, I've changed that a lot it used to be like I said going to the tobacco or going to something like that to kind of make myself feel better but any, what I've definitely finessed that and fine-tuned it immediately my habit is to call somebody and talk to somebody because one of the biggest times that happens is when I'm driving alone um, at long periods of time, if I have to be in the car for more than 20, 30, 40 minutes, then that definitely will happen when I'm listening to music or something. But one of my biggest habits is I'll instantly try to call somebody, whether it be my mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, um, brother, sister, like whatever it may be, I'll try to call somebody that way I can just talk to them and connect with them. Because first off, that makes me feel better when I'm talking to somebody because it gets my mind off the matter. But second off, One of the biggest things, especially lately, that I've been trying to do within my family and within my friends is, like, trying to build stronger relationships. Because I've realized, especially now, that how important those relationships are and they can be. So, my reward out of that is, yes, I do get my mind off the the depression and the depressed feeling. But then also, I strengthen a relationship somewhere, too. How about for you? What are your biggest cues? And what's your habit loop?
0: So, definitely mine comes back to well my cure or trigger is like my biggest one is not feeling valued because i spend so much time trying to help other people like like being alone or like not feeling valued is something that seems to trigger me but my routine is definitely i dive deep into learning so like no matter what it was we covered this on the last one as well it's just mm-hmm. like i dive deep into learning whatever topic I feel like could help me provide more value to people in the moment. So like, people ask how I learned so much about like certain nutrition topics or this or that. It's like, cause I dove into like learning for hours, days, weeks on some topics. And like, just that learning and improving gives me the reward. Like now I feel more confident that I can provide more value. So like, say somebody has a, what's it gonna, like a financial struggle. Let's, that's gonna be an easy one for this. So like, say there was a financial struggle. If I go out and now my routine, I invest into learning or cultivating something where I'll be able to provide more value. Now I can receive money for the value. And my reward would be that I no longer have to stress about the money. So, like, money's a big stressor for a lot of people. So, like, that was just a perfect example. So, like, the queue was, like, laid on rent or, like, you whatever know, the case is, like, something happens and you can't afford to fix it. So, the routine for me would be go out and learn something or improve in a way where I could provide enough value to somebody else that they would pay me for. So, the reward would be that I could take care of, Whatever the trigger cue was, yeah. So mine's definitely just self improvement, whichever yeah. whether it's uh, subconscious mind stuff, whether it's just listening to Tony Robbins for yeah hours and days on end because he is the top of the top when it comes to anything mindset or like psychology related. He understands how humans work.
1: For sure. And then somebody, you know, like we talked about earlier, somebody with that fixed mindset, if they have like that negative cue happen, like especially the financial example, like they don't do much to help themselves out very most of the time. And it's like it's like we talked about, it's hard to control that habit loop for somebody with a fixed mindset because they know, you know, well, it ain't going to get any better and nothing's ever going to change. I know whether it may be, um, and they don't try to self-improve, they don't try to do anything, it's always normally a negative habit behind it, or trying to find another reason out, whether it be blaming others, not accepting that, you know, hey, I can change, I can get better. So, yeah, that's definitely ties into what we talked about earlier today, too. Yep,
0: for sure. Um, on that note, I think we should probably start wrapping up here shortly. I know both me and you have
1: lot to do today. Yeah,
0: it's going to be a fun, packed day for both of us.
1: Yes, but it'll be a good day. I'm excited for it, so.
0: Oh, God, yeah. I have some good things lined up, so. Oh, yeah. I'm just excited to get after it. For sure. Uh, is there anything we want to direct them towards? Uh, maybe if they have any questions or suggestions.
1: Yeah, um, well, the first thing would be, if you have any questions or anything like that, hit us up on our, on our email, headoncollisionpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, go follow us on our social media. We have an Instagram and a Facebook page set up. Going to do some more on our Facebook here soon. We started record recording review videos on some snacks that we thought were really interesting, you know, health and fitness, food-wise. So we're going to start posting that stuff up too. Um, but doing exciting stuff along those lines. Um, but, yeah, any any questions for us, we'd love to hear from you guys. Love to hear how you guys are doing. Um, and if there's anything that you guys may need help with along, like I said, along the lines of you know, your, your training, your weight loss, and especially today with your mindset, um, give us, give us, a, a email, shoot us an email and we'll be happy to kind of talk with and walk through you guys. I know, uh, on our last podcast, we said, hopefully we are going to have a guest, um, show up, um, that kind of fell through a little bit. Um, but we're definitely made the mindset podcast happen and feel really great about this one. And, um, gonna keep the door open for any kind of uh anybody else who wants to hop on and have guests on shortly so and hopefully the sound quality i guess kind of wrap it up here too the sound quality hopefully is quite a bit better we got got rid of a lot of that echo by switching up the room to something a little bit smaller so hopefully it goes really well and this might be a place where we do things a little bit more often
0: for sure and with you guys go subscribe to whatever podcast listening app you guys use so itunes uh it looks like we just got published on the google one too so cool google podcast gotcha stitcher whatever you're on like subscribe definitely leave comments so if you have any comments for us leave those we'll be reading out any good ones or if there's any critiques we'd love to hear them obviously we're what five episodes deep right now
1: Six. This will be this will be six right here. Yep, this Perfect. will be six right here. So we're gonna keep them rolling, smooth, and just like we talked about today, you know, keeping that open mind, uh, open mindset. You know, we're we're definitely open for critiques if somebody. Tells mm-hmm. us, you know, hey, you know, I didn't like this or you talked about this too much. We're not definitely we're not going to be like, well, that listeners, you know, whatever it may be like we talked about this morning. Growth or fixed mindset. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, so we have that growth mindset. So we're going to definitely take everything that everybody, anybody has to say um, to heart and try to make this the best we can be. Because like we said, we're, we're out here to help people. And that's what we like to do. And that's what we, uh, we're we here to do. So,
0: All right. And the last takeaway note. If you guys notice you got a keyword trigger, if you don't have a good routine to fall back onto yet, literally just shake up your state. Get around somebody that's completely non involved in that situation. Do something crazy active. Get your mind off that keyword trigger. So, like something rapid or spontaneous, talk to somebody, whatever the case is, get into situations that completely separate from your cue or trigger and that'll be the easiest way to start eventually taking control of that routine phase all right guys like subscribe we'll be getting more podcast episodes up here soon